We welcome you into episode 12 of the best podcast available. The return of Clooney. It only means one thing. It is draft week. Draft season, baby. Alongside Andrew Gribble, Nathan Zagura, Jeff McDaniel is hiding behind the logo, spinning the dials and recording all of this. And today on the best podcast available, Dueling Mocks. What that means? Zagura will make a pick. Gribble will make a pick. Segura will make a pick. Gribble will make a pick. And we'll go all the way through the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. Now, last night. It feels to me, just real quickly, it feels to me more like it's a shared mock as opposed to a dueling mock, which would I'm be taking my mock. I'm taking the verbiage. We're working together. Yes. We're, it's a tag team mock. A collaborative mock. Yeah, it's collaborative. We're not fighting. We're, we're having a shared moment. Well, we'll see. Until one of you takes another one's pick and then screws up everything, in which case it will become a dueling mock draft here. Definitely fi- fines for repeat picks. That'll be the that'll be instituted later in the, in the podcast. This is mine will go to the charity of somebody's choice. So I'm sure I'm going to give that to pick sixteen before that starts happening. That uh, we'll see. Yeah. There we go. That's where I'm at on that. All right. So I flipped a coin last night. Gribble was heads. Zagura was tails. Zagura gets tails. It comes up tails. Zagura with the number one pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. Urban Meyer, who you got? The Jags select quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I was hoping you were going to say Justin Fields just to screw this whole thing up right off the bat. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it. I'm going to do what I think experts are telling me they think teams are going to do. And, and we're not doing trades in this mock. We're just going down the list and picking. But uh, obviously the clear cut number one on Thursday night in Cleveland. Gribble, you're on the clock as the New York Jets GM. It's uh, the number two pick is going to be Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU. And, and the reason why I know this is because the moment that the Jets basically admitted that this was going to be their pick, the 49ers felt comfortable to, to move up to number three. I think that was the signal to the rebel that this is going to be the one, two in the draft because I stopped talking about quarterbacks the moment uh, the, in 2018. I have nothing to add about Zach Wilson. I barely watched him play, but I'm happy about that. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's really a good yeah. thing. We, we're not having that argument. We're, we're, we're trying to figure out what positions we can stack talent in on our football team and letting all this quarterback bonanza go crazy in other cities. All right, Zagura, your hometown team, the San Francisco 49ers, your second love third love behind your wife and the Cleveland Browns. Who are you taking a pick number three? Uh, the San Francisco 49ers will select Trey Lance quarterback go to state. I don't believe any of this Mac Jones stuff. I just, it's like Kyle Shanahan is not trading three number ones to get, you know, maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo who's healthy or a Kirk cousins. I don't think you make that move. You say, give me the best piece of clay. I'm the best offensive coach. I know he believes that. Uh, I can make anybody successful. Look at the running backs I've made work. Look at every quarterback who's played in the system has been able to be successful. So give me the best talent out there. And I'm going to take Trey Lance. I think in terms of a skill set, size, speed, accuracy, deep ball, all of that, he's got the highest ceiling. And I think that's what Kyle wants. Justin Fields, it's between Lance and Fields for me. I'm going based on the fact that they're saying Fields is out, which might be Kyle just making a a mockery of everybody. And they actually pick Fields, but I'm going to go with Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Enough people I've talked to who, think that Lance is actually the second best quarterback in this draft. 
Did you watch that press conference Monday though? That seemed like a coach and a G that, that press conference on Monday, that, that seemed like a coach and a GM that did not expect the backlash that has come out since it appeared that Mac Jones is going to be the pick that that's what that looked like to me. I think they enjoy the fact that they have ruffled feathers. I think that Kyle is somebody who certainly enjoys the fact that everybody's got an opinion and is telling him what to do. And he's like, I'm Kyle Shanahan. I don't need your opinion, but it almost, it it felt a little bit to me though, to be honest, that that was a coach and a GM that maybe we're not 100% on the same page about who it is that they wanted, which is what some of the rumor is now that the scouts really want Lance that Kyle wants Mac Jones. But again, I'll go back to when we were here in 2014, which is the only time that I've ever had an opportunity to get inside the mind of Kyle Shanahan. And there were a few quarterbacks in that draft that were built on pocket passing accuracy anticipation that he was not into. If I'm not mistaken, that year, the guy he liked the best was Tom Savage, who had an absolute rocket, not mobile. So there's that part of it. But he, this just feels too low of a ceiling to mortgage your franchise for. And that's exactly what the 49ers have done. <laughs> they are oh, they're just, on the line now. This, this group has to be is stuff. sinking or swimming with whoever they pick here at number three. Yeah. Gribble, number four. Now, we can say the draft starts at four. We can say the draft starts at three. Atlanta has a ton of options, but more importantly, they have a quarterback. What direction are you going in as Atlanta's new GM? Well, first I'm going to tell you the pick they should make, and that's Justin Fields. I don't think they will make this pick, but I think just like the 49ers are showing, just like the Chiefs showed a couple years ago, it's maybe the best time to get a quarterback when you don't necessarily need a quarterback in that upcoming season. I think that this would be an opportunity for them to continue their stretch of great quarterback play. I just don't think they're going to do it. So the pick here is going to be tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida. I think that their tight end play currently is not good uh, since Austin Hooper uh, left the team to come to, to the Browns. And I think if you, I'm not necessarily buying into the, the notion that they're going to get rid of Julio Jones. This is a chance for, to that, for them to have another electric offense and hopefully get by with just enough defense out there. And I, I think that you put Ridley, Julio Jones, Kyle Pitts out there, Matt Ryan could have a, a big, big year next year. All right. On to number five. And again, now if you start seeing a couple quarterbacks falling, uh, you know, we're starting to approach that territory where maybe someone comes up, although Peter King didn't think so this week, based on how much the 49ers had to give up to move back up uh, and what the, uh, you know, what the Dolphins gave up as well. He thinks that it's going to detract people from wanting to get into the top 10, but the further that uh, a couple of these quarterbacks fall will be interesting to see. All right, so the Falcons and Andrew Gribble take Kyle Pitts. We move on to Cincinnati. Some decisions to be made by the Bengals and their GM, Nathan Zagura. Zagura, what say you? Yeah, I'm not giving them Jamar Chase. I'm not interested in that at all. And so the fans are going to be upset. We're going to give them Panay Sewell, the tackle out of Oregon. They need help on the line. And so that's the direction they go. And it's a little conservative, but too bad. Sorry. 
got to protect your quarterback at the end of the day as well. It, it would right. be, you, you want to keep him upright and keep your franchise quarterback around as long as possible. Uh, Gribble, that leaves the Dolphins on the clock with Philly's pick at number six. Well, that pick is music to the Dolphins' ears because I think they'd be in a little bit of a pickle if, if the Bengals take Jamar Chase because I think they're going to take Jamar Chase. But I, I, I think Miami trades out of the spot if Chase and Pitts are both gone. So we're locking in Jamar Chase at number six, the Miami Dolphins. All right. So, again, two quarterbacks on the board still. The Detroit Lions on the clock at number seven, Zagura. Do they go QB or something else? No, they're not going QB. You just made that investment into Jared Goff. But we're going to throw a little surprise in here and, and give him a weapon. And we're going to take Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver out of Alabama. I know a lot of people think Detroit maybe goes Micah Parsons, somebody on the defensive side. But they let everybody go. Marvin Jones is gone. Uh, Danny Amendola is gone. They've got Colladay. They've got TJ Hawkinson. But I think they need another receiver. And so now you got Waddle. This could be an exciting offense with Swift in the backfield, Hawkinson, Galladay, and Waddle. So that's, that's where we're going. And you know I love a good wide receiver receiver yes of course yes you do uh the carolina panthers on the clock at number eight gribble quarterback here listen i don't think the panthers anticipated this kind of qb being available at number eight when they made the move to get to sam darnold but they're just going to make things real weird and they're going to take justin fields with this pick at number eight i like that i i like that as well uh, i i don't i don't know sorry sam darnold doesn't yeah. get any easier. No, no, it's really not. And then you got to figure out what you're going to do with all the quarterbacks in that room. Cause now you have a lot of bodies. You got Zagura's guy, Theodore in there as well. Yeah. So. They're going to, he'll be traded somewhere. And I think he's going to end up getting traded to Denver who would have taken Justin Fields. If he were on the board instead, Denver is going to take the top corner on their board and they're going to take Patrick Sertain, the quarterback cornerback out of Alabama. Heck of a corner and a nice little pickup for that uh, Denver defense. At number 10, the Dallas Cowboys on the clock, Gribble. See, now you threw me for a loop again. I'm, I'm having to dance and, and juke and jive all over the place because I think Sertan has been like the pick for the Cowboys on like 100% of these mock drafts. So at number 10, I think Dallas sticks with defense. Just heard the news about Sean Lee retiring. How about we go with Micah Parsons at number 10 to the Dallas Cowboys? Solid pick for the Dallas Cowboys. And you could see that flip-flopping with Denver and Dallas, I feel like, uh, on draft night. Something to watch there, but arguably the two best players on defense going in consecutive picks in our dueling mock. On to pick number 11, the New York Giants on the clock, Zagura. What's be another wide receiver. They've been pegged at wide receiver. I think they were hoping for Waddle and said they'll take the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith with the 11th pick as wide receivers going a little early here in this draft. A lot of weapons for those, for uh, Daniel Jones time to put up or shut up. And I want to go real quickly, go back when I was talking about Detroit, I forgot Galladay also went to New York. And so Galladay's not in Detroit anymore, which puts even more of a reason why they need a number one receiver and why Waddle's the pick for the lions back there. But now you get Devonte Smith. It's a nice compliment from a size perspective next to Galladay, you got Big Galladay, you got Smith, you've got in the slot Sterling Shepard, and then Evan Ingram. That's a pretty good with Barkley coming back. That's a great supporting cast for Danny Dimes. Yeah, got to put up. This is a this is a year to show out. The Eagles on the clock at number twelve. And honestly, Gribbs, I don't envy you having to make this pick because I have no idea what direction they should or should not go in. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of torn on this one because I think that there's a player here that 
is falling that has some pretty high value, but I don't know if the, the Eagles necessarily need a, a tackle uh, in Rashawn Slater. So uh, Rashawn Slater. So I'm going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman out of USC. Interesting. That, that would be the first surprise, I think. Yeah, the- I think they need, I think interior O-line, that could help them out a little bit here. Gotcha. So the Eagles go offensive line. That takes us to the Chargers at number 13, Nathan. The Chargers are going to also go offensive line, and they were very happy to see Rashawn Slater fall to them. They get a tackle to help protect Justin Herbert. Comes the run on the offensive lineman. Uh, The Vikings at number 14. Uh, They could use some offensive line help. However, not sure there's a guy that could be graded that high. Uh, Gribbs, what direction should they go in? Man, this is a tough one because I, could, I think that this is where you might see the first edge rusher go in the draft. And I'm going to go with Miami pass rusher Jalen Phillips at 14. Wow. All right. So the first of two defensive edge rushers out of the U taken as Phillips goes to the Vikings at number 14. The Patriots are up at number 15. There also happens to be a quarterback out there. Belichick, though, doesn't like taking quarterbacks in the first round. Is this the year, Nathan Zagura? They made a lot of moves in free agency that would lend me to believe that, yes, they would like to get a quarterback for the future. They've got Cam Newton, obviously. But they're not as enamored with Mac Jones either. They took Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round. They're not that into him. But what they are going to do is swing a trade of Stephon Gilmore for a stud wide receiver that's going to happen and then they're going to use their pick at number 15 to take the guy that a lot of people say reminds them of stefan gilmore jc horn the cornerback and i think that's a pretty good pick i like that for them that is a solid pick and that defense returns a lot of players that sat out a year ago so we'll be fascinating to see how that plays out and jc horn a very good player I once mocked him to the Browns, and then his stock went through the roof. I give credit to my mock for that. I was going to say, it's all you, Gibbon. Yes, exactly. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals at number 16, Gribble. Uh, They would have been targeting, I think, J.C. Horn. Where do they go from here? Yeah, you're throwing me for a loop here again. I'm I'm, I'm lining up these picks. It's a good thing I'm not a GM because this is throwing me for a loop. I – man – I, I, I think the Cardinals are impulsive. I think that they're going to be disappointed that uh, one of those top wide receivers are not there. I also think they're going to be disappointed that the corner is not there. So I, I don't think they're going to do this, but uh, I'm going to be a responsible GM here. I'm taking an offensive lineman. I'm going with Christian Derrishaw out of Virginia Tech at 16. Wow. Got to get some protection for your quarterback. Yeah, that might be a, a positive for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Raiders on the clock at 17. Who knows where this one goes? Uh, th- this this is, this could go any number of directions, Nathan's a girl. Well, I think they need playmakers on, on the defensive side of the ball at all three levels. And so they're going to go a little bit early here. And there's something I've seen to them. They love Abrams as the box safety. They are in desperate need. They got beat over the top so much last year of a free safety. They're going to take Trevon Morig, the safety out of TCU. Remember when he was projected to us in like a bunch of mocks when this whole thing started? Free John Johnson the third, sure. Yeah. Everybody had him coming here. Yeah, not really a big need now. Uh, the Dolphins at number 18 are officially on the clock. Their second pick of the 2021 NFL draft. 
Cribs? You know, I think they need uh, some defensive help after addressing the offense. So I am going to go with edge rusher Aziz Ojalari at number 18 out of Georgia. I like that. I like that. He's a fascinating – that's a guy that I've seen mocked everywhere from like 28, 29 to the, the late teens. It, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Zagar, I know that you've liked him a little bit. Yeah, he's a stud. I think that's a great pick for them. I, 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 like I think the Dolphins are still playing the long game, so I don't think they necessarily need the plug and play. I, I give them someone they can develop here. Washington is on the clock at pick number 19. Do we think at some point Washington moves up on draft night? We've seen a couple mocks, but I think that's a team to watch come through. I think they could move up or try to move up to eight if Carol, if Justin Fields is still on the board. He is not in this case. They're going to be the one that stops the free fall for Mac Jones. They were able to be effective with Alex Smith last year. They brought in some good talent at the wide receiver position alongside to help out Terry McLaurin. So I think that they want a good young quarterback. And, and Ron Rivera, I think, is the kind of coach being defensive-minded who would prefer a quarterback that is smart, that delivers the football, takes care of the football. And so I think Mac Jones actually fits pretty well with the Washington football team and the talent that they've assembled. Wow. So Mac Jones stuck in the green room till pick 19. That's pretty good for him. I think it could be, it could be longer if it's not three. There you go. Agreed. Uh, the bears on the pick at 20 and in that distant future, the Browns quickly moving toward us and picking at 26 probably three and a half hours into the draft by now at this point Gribbs, who do you have the bears taking i think nathan is the the flash and, and he's making all these fun picks i'm just getting the meat and potatoes and vegetables in here i'm going with offensive tackle tevin jenkins out of oklahoma state for the you Super love Bowl. the o-line Gribbs. you love I'm that O-line. stocking up on him <laughs> gribbles teams making runs on the offensive linemen here in the draft the Bears need a lot of help. I'm not, I'm not sure where, you know, what they do there. That'll be a fascinating team to watch. The Colts at pick number 21, Nathan. Yeah, they're going to go on the defensive line, and they're going to get Quiddy Pay, the defensive end uh, out of Michigan, who I think is your surprise maybe that he's still on the board. Um, and they've been looking to upgrade that defensive line, and so that's the pick there to give him a pass rusher uh, on that front. I think that that's a team to watch. You know, it, it, I know that a couple mocks have had the Browns moving up with them, but I feel like the Colts could be a team very interested in moving up, moving back. They, they could be an active team uh, on night one of the draft. Gribble, pick 22 goes to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Listen, I, holes to fill here. I, it pains me to do this because I want this to be the pick for number 26 for the Browns, but I'm going with cornerback Greg Newsom the second uh, out of Northwestern. I think it one year after making a horrendous first round pick, the Titans need to make something safe, hit an area of need. Adoree Jackson's no longer there. You've got to, you, you got to upgrade with at a position with a guy with a high floor. And I think Greg Newsom is that guy. I will be sad when that happens. Yeah, well, this, is the, this is the first time that I've had to zig a little bit. Unfortunately, I was going to have him going to the Jets right there. And so now I got to kind of figure out, okay, what direction do the Jets go now that this has happened? And so they're a team I know to run Robert Sala's defense. They've got to get after the quarterback. They made that investment, obviously, in Carl Lawson. Um, I think that they would like maybe another edge here. But 
I don't know if the guys that are there or a corner, you know, Quiddy Pay, I would have taken Jalen Phillips, I would have taken here, or Zizo Jalari, I would have taken here. They're going to roll the dice on Caleb Farley. So I was going to say, look, this guy could be a top 10 talent, but we're going to roll the dice right here and take him at this point as we're trying to build a team. So we need to swing for the fences. It's an interesting pick. A lot of things coming out about that young man. And let's see if he'll be ready when training camp starts at the end of July. The Squealers, pick number 24, Gribs, AFC North, and uh, the Steelers at 24, the Browns at 26, the Ravens at 27. A lot of AFC North movement here on day one. A a lot of people have identified running back as a spot that they might go here. I'm just giving the Steelers too much credit. I I think that they know they can get a a running back that can fill the void of James Conner and fill that void. So I don't think they go running back here. I, I, and because of the offensive line shortage caused by me and my picking, they are going to go with Tulsa linebacker, Zaven Collins. Ooh, wow. Got to replace Bud Dupree. Got some holes to fill on the defensive side of the football. I would not like that pick. He just looks like a stealer. I just, I've, I've convinced myself him, he's going to be a stealer or Raven. Uh, We'll see which, which which team he ends up with. I do agree with you, Gribbs. There's way too much speculation of a they have a lot of needs i mean let's be honest they've got hey, the steelers the steelers have been too good for too long to suddenly just draft a running back at 24 yeah I, in a year in your one of your final years of ben roethlisberger i just don't see it i, I just don't see it zagura the jacksonville jaguars pick right before the cleveland browns something we'll all be watching here and who do the jags take they have trevor lawrence so far who else do they add to that uh, team there are a lot of ways we could go here, but I think about Urban Meyer and I think about his offense and I think about guys in motion, speed, danger. They've got LaVisca Chenault. They've got DJ Chark. I think they want one more fun piece for Trevor Lawrence. And so I'm going to give them Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver out of Florida, little Urban Meyer, former Florida tie there as well. And I think it just gives them, you want Trevor Lawrence to just have as many weapons as possible. And I think that gives them a pretty good one. The Browns at pick 26. Gribbs, I will ask you to make a pick. Zagura, I would ask you then what you would do at pick 26 if the board falls this way. Gribbs, you are up first. You know, I'm going to ruffle some feathers here, I think, but I'm going with linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. I think that the way the board falls, I think this is a talented player that is more than just a linebacker. And I, I, so I think to, to buck the conventional thinking that people think the Browns are going to make with the linebacker position, I think this is someone you view as a defensive weapon, not necessarily a linebacker. And I think if he falls into your lap at 26, you got to take him. Cause I think there's a lot of scenarios where he goes maybe even 10 picks higher than this. So with the way this board plays out, I'm taking Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. But if one of those four cornerbacks we'd mentioned before that were off the board, I lean toward one of those guys over Owusu-Koromoa. Zagura? I I would probably have done the same thing, but for the sake of making it a little bit different here, uh, I'm going to go with a wide receiver. And so I'm, there are two names that I'm bandying about Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, who I think ultimately could end up being a top guy on the outside or somebody who brings something that we frankly don't have in speed and explosives. And that would be Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss, who a lot of people I've heard great things about both. We had Matt Waldman on Browns daily. He said, Bateman is my Nick Chubb of this draft. And I've also heard a lot of people who think that Elijah Moore is kind of cemented as the number four receiver in this class on many boards around the league. So I'm going to go just to be different 
uh, than JOK. I'm going to go Elijah Moore right here for the Browns. Wanted a corner. The four that I would consider here at this point are all gone. So I'm either going to stand pat, JOK, Bateman, Elijah Moore, or I, I'm looking maybe to move back in the early second round, pick something up and get a corner that I like there. Yeah, if, if we had allowed trades, I would have speculated or tried to execute a trade back a few spots and then maybe go grab Asante Samuel, the cornerback, because I think he can fill a need for you as well. I think he's really good also. Is Asante Samuel – well, I, we'll finish out this mock, and then that'll answer my question one way or the other. The Ravens at pick number 27, Zagura. All right, the Baltimore Ravens are going to go on the defensive line here, and they're going to take the guy with the most tools, who they say reminds people of Yannick Ngakwe, Jason Owe out of Penn State. All right. So the AFC North has some new studs uh, after Thursday night, night one, according to our mock. The Saints on the clock at pick number 28, Gribble. The post-Drew Brees era begins. Yeah, and I'm addressing the defense because I think they're going to be all right on offense. I'm going with linebacker Jameen Davis out of Kentucky. Fast riser, uh, making a lot of noise. We'll see what happens with him on night number one. The Packers at pick number 29. Do they get a wide receiver this year, Nathan? Rashad Bateman, come on down. You're going to have him and Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers is never going to be so happy, and I love that pick for them. I think that would be uh, an absolute – Home run for the Green Bay Packers. The Bills on the clock at 30, Gribble. Um, do they go running back here? I, I was thinking about that, but again, I just – I think they've got enough at that position. That offense was just fine with, with without really getting that much running back production. So I'm going to go with them seeing some value here with uh, Miami pass rusher Gregory Rousseau at number 30. Wow. Yikes. Bolstering that defense even more by picking up Rousseau late. Baltimore Ravens back on the clock at 31. Um, just a quick thought from you guys on that Orlando Brown trade last week. A lot of picks going back and forth. Zagura, start with you. I think they gave up. They gave up a great player to a conference rival who made the best offer to them, obviously. And, and I, I don't know that they necessarily got in return commensurate value, but I don't think they had really much of a choice. And so my guess is that they're using, they did that because there's somebody they covet and they're not going to pick at 27 and 31. They're going to move up and get somebody in this draft. Gribbs, what about my, you? Your thoughts? My on read on it is that the Orlando Brown situation there must not have been as tenable or even sustainable to even get to the season that they they had to make this kind of move, it seemed, because Nathan's right. They didn't get that much uh, for a really talented player. And when you view it in this way, you're, you're basically – it was essentially like trading within the division. You're getting the, the team that's standing in the, in the way of your ultimate goal. You just made their offensive line that much better. And so they, they clearly had to get rid of them because they just didn't get very much. And I agree with Nathan. I don't think they'd make both of these picks. I don't know if they package one or the other, but I, I think they're, they've got some more moves up their sleeves. All right, so Nathan, who do you have the Ravens taking since we can't trade out here in this exercise? I'm going to have them take Jalen Mayfield, the tackle from Michigan, who is a natural right tackle and maybe won't have the same issues playing right tackle that Orlando Brown did. So they get they get a replacement right there for the future, um, and, and that's the way that they attack this. So they get a guy on defense. I still think they want a wide receiver, 
Um, but with Bateman and Moore off the board, they couldn't pass on Oway. I could have taken Bateman maybe there at 27. I think Terrace Marshall is somebody that was mocked to them a lot, but now he's kind of sliding with some of the medical issues. Gribble, that leaves you with the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Pick number 32, and somehow we have not repeated one, which is pretty darn impressive. No pressure, but uh, pick number 32. I am going to make this a defensive tackle list first round of the NFL draft, and I will go with edge rusher Joe Tryon out of Washington. I like it. That is a solid pick, a solid pick indeed. So – a lot of good names on the board going into round number two and round number three on Friday night, which I think could really become an entertaining night if you're a Browns fan. I think that there, there's some good chances to maybe unload some of those nine draft picks that we've been talking about them getting rid of and not making, moving up, maybe moving back, moving all around here on this Friday night. If the board falls the way it is and – Gribble, I'll go with you because you went linebacker in round one. What's the Browns' biggest need on night two? Well, it's clearly corner. And I, I think that the because I think Nathan and I both agree that it's the biggest need right now in the first round, but the board didn't really fall that way to you in, in general. So I'm of the opinion, and this is a, a an opinion and a prediction. I just don't think the Browns make both of those third round picks in 2021. So I wonder if you package one up to move up in the second round or move again into the second round this year, or you get rid of one of those to get a future asset. Maybe you trade this year's uh, a three this year for a two next year. I think that those are the kind of moves you can make. Preferably they give up a three in the number two fifty-seven pick for a two next year. Let's, let's get out of, let's get out of, out of here earlier. Uh, but that that's my prediction. But I, I just think if there's a way you can get a, a, a corner that can compete for a role on this team in the second round, I think that's a win to me. Yeah, and I think that's where you're going. We, you know, neither one of us were able to get corner in the first round. I'll stay on Elijah Moore for my pick. You get the wide receiver, you get you bring in a new skill set, but now yeah, now you need a corner. And I think I don't know if you'll not make both thirds. I don't think you're going to make all four of the third and fourth round picks. That I'll say. I think that those will be used to move around either, as he said, move up or to move out into the next year's draft. And I think that I think that's right. But I do think you've, you've got to get a corner here or in the second round now. And that's not that you have to. Maybe there are people that they like later on, but you've crossed one thing off. And so now I think that's what you're looking for is where can I get some help in that secondary, you know, especially on the outside. And that's where, you know, do we evaluate Asante Samuels, an outside guy? What do we think of the two Georgia kids? Kelvin Joseph, uh, Melifonwu from Syracuse, who's 6'3". Um, and we've heard a lot of good things about. So there, I think there are options, but they might have to be a little more aggressive than we've seen in the past in getting into the spot where they can get one of those guys. Can, right. can I throw out a name of a mid-round corner that yeah. uh, could be familiar to Browns fans? How about one Rodarius Williams out of Oklahoma State, older brother of Greedy Williams? Yeah. He there played you go. a lot of games, played a lot of games, had a great uh, senior season. A little family reunion in the fourth round, maybe. And you got AJ Green, who played alongside of him, that would be a very good internal scout for you on, on what he thinks of his game. I got He was a mailbag question a couple weeks ago. So I felt like I had to shout it out there that we got we to gotta talk about. The, the family connection in this year's draft. There you go. Well, it promises to be an entertaining night. The good news is we kind of get to sit back and let it all unfold. And let's see what the draft board and what falls to us at pick number 26. Cool. Gentlemen, not a whole lot more to say. 
let's the draft let's begin. Go. And then let's let's, let's react, have ourselves a little fun, enjoy the weekend, and uh, let's see what happens. Let me ask you this really quick. Of the picks that Nathan and I made, what gets the more popular reaction from the fan base? A wide receiver or a linebacker? Oh, wide receiver all day long. I don't know. People are into JOK. I think that if, if it falls that way and you have the option to get a, a dynamic playmaking receiver or JOK, I think the Browns will be happy and I think the fans will be happy too. JOK, he's awesome. He's a I, I good, agree. Good player. You know, I, I agree. But from a fan standpoint, I think they'd sign up all day long for more. Right. On the Pass catchers are, are – I think I think we made both popular picks though because I think uh, the highlight reel of Elijah Moore is unbelievable. I mean, Unreal. That, 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 that gets me excited and like Nathan said – that's a skill set that doesn't exist in this wide receiving core at the moment. And it would, it would definitely add a different dynamic to the offense. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. JOK would add a, uh, Joe Woods could break out another notepad thinking of ways to, to use him. And it's kind of a, right. Ball. We could have a four safety defense. Let's go. Yeah. Sure. All right. Why not? Why not? Safety first. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You said it. Indeed. Uh, Zagura, thank you. Appreciate oh, yeah, my pleasure. it. It was fun. Uh, We'll see you a lot on a lot of different uh, platforms here over the coming days. Uh, Gribble, a pleasure. And we look forward to uh, seeing you and hearing you over the coming days as well. For the latest draft news, make sure you check out Cleveland Browns Daily every day from 1 to 3. You can also catch the episodes on youtube.com slash Browns. Make sure you check out Browns Live every day at 3 o'clock. Presented by Graham and Fisk's Wine in a Can. Great Ooh. stuff, great interviews, great beverages, and uh, some great content and the latest news and analysis as we get you closer to draft day. And then the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns uh, radio network coverage, 8 o'clock Thursday night, 7 o'clock on Friday night, noon on Saturday. We've got you covered all weekend long. Gribble's writing all weekend long. Uh, interviews with all of the draft picks. Looking forward to a crazy weekend. We don't get much sleep, but it's a culmination of 12 weeks now. We've been doing this, getting ready, and finally we will put some names to these picks and some faces on this roster. For Andrew Gribble, for Nathan Zagura, for Jeff McDaniel, I'm Jason Gibbs. Make sure you log on to clevelandbrowns.com or wherever you get your podcast. Like and subscribe today to the best podcast available. Check us out on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Browns. I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available.